Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman podcast. Got my guy Mitch Eisenstein. Mitchell, kind of a weird week. That was a rough one for Seattle, man. I, I, I don't know. Oh. A lot of excitement going into this week, and I think they got to see what I got to see the other week when my Detroit Lions trotted into Baltimore and got absolutely annihilated. This was more of the same, Richard, 37 to 3. Did you see this coming? No, Mitchell. I thought Seattle's defense has been playing really well. Um, They've been getting after the quarterback. They've been stopping the run, so I did not have Baltimore running for almost 300 yards against them, rushing for almost 300. I mean, that was... uh, that was pretty insane. That was pretty insane. Um, Keaton Mitchell comes out of nowhere, has a huge game. Um, and Gino, I mean, it, it, people are going to blame this one on Gino, and I'm not sure it's all Gino. You know, he he made some uncharacteristic plays, no question. But that offensive line, I mean, the Baltimore defensive line was getting after them from the first snap. Um, he was under duress majority of the game. I think they didn't give themselves a really of a chance. They didn't give them a chance to be effective. Uh, Baltimore deserves a ton of credit. I mean, they're now they're Lamar's 18 and one versus the NFC. Um, they look like a, a team that's going to be really tough to beat come, come January. They do. And, and everyone debating whether Lamar Jackson should have been paid the amount of money he was paid this off season. I think they're quietly coming to understand why he wanted so much money. This guy looks like his MVP form. I know his stats weren't off the charts, but very efficient game from him. 21 of 26 for 187. He got it done on the ground. I mean, 60 yards rushing. That was all in the first half. I mean, they sat him in the fourth quarter. This Baltimore Ravens team is starting to look like a juggernaut, at least against the NFC. Now let's see if they can do it in conference, in division against the Browns next week. But let's talk more about the Seahawks, because I know we got a a loyal Seahawk following on this podcast, Richard. How worried are you after this loss? I mean, they get the commanders next week, but how big of a setback is this game for this team? 
I mean, it's kind of demoralizing. It's really demoralizing. I mean, they've taken a lot of East Coast trips this season, and they've had decent success. But um, this is the most lopsided game uh, since Pete's first year as a coach. Um, well, uh, since 2017. My my apologies. Uh, and they only got six first downs. They were outgained 515 yards to 151. That's insane. Geno has eight turnovers in the last four games. Um, it, it's one of those things that you got to – you gotta, you gotta find some answers. Now, this Baltimore defense deserves a lot of credit. They've been playing really well this season. Um, I mean, we talked about what they did to Detroit. They outscored Detroit and Seattle a combined seventy-five to nine. Mitchell, seventy-five to nine. They've held four opponents to single digits. Um, I, I don't think they've given up ten touchdowns on the season. Uh, and and so you you got to give them a lot of credit. But Seattle has to find some answers because that offensive line has looked really bad, worse and worse and worse since that Cincinnati Bengals game. Um, and and that's where the a lot of the issues are. You know, you got all the skilled players in the world. They got a lot of talent on the offensive side, but you can't you can't enjoy that talent because Gino is under duress and he can't he can't find guys. Um and so defensively, I thought, you know, I mean, they gotta play better against the run. They had been playing well against the run. They got Leonard Williams. You thought it could only get better. And I mean, you, you you saw what it was. Almost 300 yards on the ground for Baltimore. Um, they got to find some answers. Now, this, to me, was a replay of the Lions game, man. It, it's, it, it kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And to your point, Richard, the Seahawks offensive line's got to get it together. Geno Smith, eight turnovers in the last four games. That is not what you're used to up in Seattle. He, normally, he's very conservative with the ball in the hands. A guy that just gets things done, you know, and... and he hasn't looked right the last couple of games, but you know what? They get the commanders next week. Hopefully they can bounce back. This Baltimore Ravens team looks very for real. I expect them to continue to rise up your power ranks, Rich. They, they are a team to be reckoned with, and they play the Browns next week. Let's go across the pond to Frankfurt, Germany. Richard, this is the first time an NFL game has been played in Frankfurt. The NFL has made a huge effort at playing overseas this year, and it's it's pretty cool outside of the fact that the game started 9.30 in the morning, 6.30 your time. This was arguably the game of the week. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins go to 0-3 against teams above a 500 record, are 6-0 against teams with losing records. We called it last week going into this game. This is a huge test for them, and they came up short against against a very formidable opponent in the Chiefs, Richard, the Dolphins. Let's talk about the Dolphins. Where do you see this team in, in the next couple of weeks? Can they get right? Because right now they just look like they're beating up on bad teams. Yeah, I mean, that's the concern. And that was my concern going into this game. And the reason I, I didn't feel comfortable picking them because they just don't play well against good teams. And, and it happened against Buffalo. We all saw that game. I mean, they played better in this game, but at the end of the day, you got you got to find a way to beat the Chiefs and to beat the Buffalo Bills in order to show that hey we're we're legitimate contenders. Until then, um, they aren't legitimate. Um, they're tier below the rest of these legitimate contenders. And uh, Tua had a, a bit of a rough game. Um, couldn't handle the snap. Kind of a miss snap on fourth and ten. Uh, but I mean, even Patrick Mahomes looked a little off. This um, this game, I don't know if it was the the travel or whatever it was. You know, he's he's been sick, but their defense is what's what's guiding them through this season. Their defense was outstanding. Uh, Mike Edwards uh, played a really good game. I mean, he's been a great addition. Uh, 
we we we've talked about all the talent that they that they've got. They playing man. They're playing man coverage. Um, they're getting pressure on the quarterback. They were able to to corral Tyreek. Uh, only eight catches for sixty two yards in that costly fumble. Uh, and I, you know, I just don't. I don't. I don't have the answers to why they're struggling so bad. You know, I, I mean, these aren't prime time games, so you can't say the bright lights are getting them. But maybe they just aren't the team that we've made them out to be after those you know, great wins they had against bad teams. Well, on that other side, the Chiefs, this team has taken a new identity. They were, I don't want to say they're stagnant, but it's not what we're used to seeing. I mean, their leading receiver was Noah Gray with three receptions for 34 yards. I mean, that's relatively unheard of for these Chiefs. Normally, they're used to throwing the ball all over the field. I mean, Travis Kelsey, without Taylor Swift in attendance, only had three receptions for 14 (laughs) yards. He's looking very mortal there without Taylor in attendance. Right. Richard, this team is just getting it done with a new identity, a different identity, and that's with their defense. And you know all too well, defense wins championships. Maybe this is a good thing for the Chiefs as they go for a, a, a repeat. You know, next year, yeah. this defense looks extremely legit. They get a Monday night football rematch against the Philadelphia Eagles. That is going to be a, a serious, coming off a bye in two weeks, that is going to be a, a very, very solid game to watch. Richard, this Chiefs team, what are what? How can they get better? Because they need to get better. They're not going to be able to win every game like this because they certainly didn't look to play their best. Well, they're they're like you said, their identity is changing a little bit. Um, they have to find a way. They have to find these weapons um, that they don't have right now. Travis having three catches, fourteen yards is almost unheard of. Um, but that's a testament to the Miami Dolphins' defense. They played they played well. They got good players, um, but. They have to find some other answers outside of Travis Kelsey, and and you thought they had um, with with the Rasheed Rice um, kid, but again, it's inconsistent. These receivers are inconsistent. So one will have a good game, and then the next game he'll disappear. Um, but Isaiah Pacheco has been one of the most consistent players on their team this year, and that's probably where they're going to have to be. They're going to have to lean on their running game, um, allow Patrick to, to to maneuver when he can, but make these games short. Um, run the clock down, play good defense, old school football. You know, if he's not having a great game, that's what they're going to lean on. If he's throwing for 400, which he has this season, then they could, you know, they can use him that day. But I think they're playing it by ear. They're finding different ways to win, win clean, win ugly, um, win pretty. They, it doesn't matter. They're finding ways to win, and that's really all that matters. Don't miss the action this week when the NFL heads to Germany for the Frankfurt Games. These games will air on NFL Network and stream on NFL Plus. For a limited time, Verizon customers can get Netflix and NFL Plus for just $25 a month with Plus Play. That's $120 in annual savings. Plus Play is a platform where Verizon customers can shop, manage, and save on subscriptions they already love, like NFL Plus. With NFL Plus Premium, you get access to live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, and NFL Network, which means you can catch the Frankfurt games and save. Just go to verizon.com forward slash the volume to bundle and save before the games. Hurry, this offer ends soon. Again, that's verizon.com forward slash the value.
Who are the pretenders and who are the contenders? We're more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this fall. Get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code Richard. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Richard. The crown is yours. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We saw one thriller down to the wire. Philadelphia squeaks one out at home. Uh, this game, I mean, they, it looked like they didn't want it at the end, but they were able to pull it away. Oh, C.D. Lamb, Richard, I want to start there because you seemingly called him out on Undisputed. You said he was not a wide receiver one in this league. But ever since then, he's had some monster games. And here's another one. 11 receptions for 191 yards. He fumbled the football. Richard, is your thought changing on this guy at all? I know I asked you the same question last week. Every week. week. Has it Um, changed? Is CeeDee Lamb a wide receiver one? Come on now. It's been, he's been very productive. You got to give him credit. Um, He's in the wide receiver one for the Dallas Cowboys. He wouldn't be on the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's just what what it is, you know. Um, But he had a monster game. You got to give him credit. He was getting open. He made big plays when they needed him. Um, but it was a couple curious plays that there at the end because Dak played a really good game. CD played a good game. Ferguson played a good game. Um, their offense overall looked really impressive. Uh, Tony Pollard had a solid game, you know, nothing crazy. He had one kind of big run. Um, but there was a play second to last possession where it was fourth and eight that seemingly looked like it was potentially for the game. And he didn't go to CD Lamb. And those are the plays where you're like, like, okay, what what do you guys really think of this guy? Because that was game on the line, fourth down, one-on-one, I need him to win, and you go somewhere else. You go to your probably your third best option today because Jake Ferguson had been winning one-on-ones th- throughout the entire game as well. So it was a curious decision, but you got to give him credit. He's been playing really good football. Um, he's making a case for sure. Oh, other side of the ball, the Eagles just continue their dominance. The brotherly shove gets in the end zone again this week. Jalen Hurts rushing town, t- touchdown, did his thing. You know, a little bit of worry going into half. It looked like he was hurt, uh, but he finished 17 to 23, 207 yards, two touchdowns, a 130 plus passer rating. Richard, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's had a hell of a year. Is he a legit MVP candidate? I know there's this is kind of the time of the season where people start to separate themselves. Jalen Hurts has kind of put his hat in the ring in that conversation, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on him? 
Well, I think it's tough. You know, I mean, he's had a really good season, but um, you got when you got AJ Brown on your team. I mean, he he's obviously you know. I mean, this is the first game in the last what six seven weeks that he hasn't had over a hundred yards. So um, he would be in the conversation for the MVP race. Um, you know, Dak Dak had an MVP like performance um, this game, throwing for three seventy four and three touchdowns. But uh, you know, I, I I like Jalen Hurts, and I think he's having a solid season. But this is not his best season. He's amongst the league leaders in interceptions this year. Um, he didn't have one in this game, so you know I'm sure they're they're happy and excited about that. But it's tough to put him in that conversation with the turnover numbers being so high. I'm with you, Rich. It's what intrigues me about Philly is they're versatile, right? I mean, they can get it done on a number of different facets, especially offensively. Their defense kind of speaks for itself, but offensively, DeAndre Swift not the best of games, but if you can get him going, establish a good run game when you got the receiving core, they do. Philly looks extremely tough to beat in the NFC. Uh, I'm just hoping and praying that they get knocked off here in the coming weeks so my Detroit Lions can somehow steal that one seed because I certainly don't want to be seeing this team in the playoffs. Uh, Richard, story of the day is probably down in Houston. No question. C.J. Stroud, monster, monster game. 470 passing yards, set an NFL rookie record. This kid looks like a top-10 quarterback in this league right now. My first question for you is simply this. How in the world did Bryce Young go above C.J. Stroud? I mean, some guys, sometimes people just fall in love with certain guys, and that ends up being the story. Um, They, you know, I hear, I keep hearing there were conversations within the Carolina Panthers organization. You know, most people wanted C.J. Stroud, but the owner stepped in and said, hey, we're taking Bryce Young. That's who I want. And he owns the team. So what can you do? Forget all the research and, and all the scouting for years and years that they've done. If the owner wants a guy, that's who they're going to pick. And that's what happened. Um, but C.J. Stroud is having an awesome, awesome rookie season. Uh, he was the first uh, Ohio State quarterback to overthrow for 380 yards in an in a NFL game. He just broke the rookie record with 470 and five touchdowns and did it in a really, really, really cool way. Um, 40 seconds, 46 seconds left in a game, gets the ball, two timeouts. They, they blow both timeouts early in the drive. So pretty much does it with no timeouts, drives the ball down the field over and over. And every time you're just like, when is this kid coming back to earth? When is he, you know, and, and you're like, Hey, he can't get him out of this situation. Like Houston's supposed to be picking top, top two, top five in this draft next year, and it doesn't seem like their team has gotten a hint. D'Amico Ryans has these boys motivated, and even after a big drive and a big um, big touchdown by by the Bucks, he responded. He responded, didn't bat an eyelash. You see him, he's poised. Really poised player, and no no real big emotional spikes and, and valley peaks and valleys. He goes out there and just executed. Tank Dale, who he was on the phone, you know, standing on the table for the Houston Texans to draft, had six catches for 114 and two touchdowns. This looks like a team that's going to be very dangerous come playoff team time if they can sneak in. Well, no doubt. I mean, another level of it that you kind of left off, they were playing without a kicker for the better part of three quarters. I mean, Dare Gungbawale came in there and kicked a go-ahead field goal to put him up three with in the waning minutes of this game. I mean, you're overcoming adversity on a number of levels. And it's just crazy because I think the Ohio State stigma of quarterbacks is what caused C.J. Stroud to go number two and Bryce Young to go number one. 
And I'm sure the Carolina Panthers right now are regretting that selection. Richard, you touched on it. This guy's got that winner mentality. They go down late in the game, 40 seconds left, and he just takes them down. Houston might be legitimate, not this year, but in the coming years, they don't have a first-round pick next year. They gave that up to get uh, Will Anderson. But the Miko Ryans, right? I mean, he took over this, this team with no head coaching experience, and he has changed this organization within one half of a year. I mean, I know you played with the Miko Ryans as a coach. Like, did you see this coming from him? Well, I mean, I thought he'd be a great head coach. I didn't see him having um, a lot of success early because when a, when a team loses their coach, usually it's because they aren't a great team and they don't have the talent and they drafted well. They picked up guys. They got the quarterback they needed. They picked up Will Anderson, as you as we talked about. And so now they start, they, they're starting to jail a lot quicker than I could have anticipated, I'm sure. Probably faster than he could have anticipated. Um, this is a huge win for him and this organization. And I think they're going to be confident, again, going forward in these games. They're a dangerous team. People can't overlook the Houston Texans. They have the Cincinnati Bengals next week. And, I mean, that's a winnable game for them. No doubt. No doubt. They're, they're becoming a, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, that young team that's on the rise. And lucky for them, they're this week's Making Look Easy Player of the Week recipient. <laughs> brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm, is none other than C.J. Stroud, who made it look extremely easy against the Bucs. As we mentioned, Stroud finished with 470 pass yards, the most ever by an NFL rookie, surpassing Andrew Luck. Five touchdowns, tied most by a rookie in NFL history, and a 470.8 passer rating. It doesn't get much better than that. This has been Making It Look Easy, brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. If you're ever injured, you can check them out at Morgan & Morgan. Go to forthepeople.com slash Sherman, or you can dial pound law. That's pound 529. Winning in this league is not easy, but hiring Morgan & Morgan is supremely easy. <laughs> Richard, shout out to CJ Stroud eBay Motors is here for the ride. I remember when I got my first 1988 Hoopty, and I got in a little fender bender early on. I was so proud of my first car. You know, I'm rolling around, you know, looking around like I'm mobile. It's a 1988, then you get in the fender bender and you're devastated. My light was hanging off. Thankfully, my dad is a jack of all trades. He got me back on the road. I was still rolling, so I was good. Because at that point, it's about getting from A to be. That's it. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let's take it to Atlanta. A, a, A puzzling game here. I think it's what's really becoming puzzling about these Atlanta Falcons is how they are using their first round pick, Bijan Robinson. Everyone expected this guy to come into the league and take it by storm. And early on, he looked like that guy. I mean, we saw these jump cuts, crazy broken tackles, like just taking over games. But we see it today. He had 11 touches. Last week, he didn't play because of a mystery headache, essentially. Richard, why draft a running back top 10 and just flat out use them to this degree, especially in a tight game when they needed to establish a running game early, consistent, and often? And they just didn't. I don't know, Mitchell. I, I really don't know. I can't answer that. I, I don't have the answers to that question because, I mean, it should have been an easy call. It's, it's This is a guy, this is a bell cow. This is an old school running back that can take it 20 25 carries a game. You drafted him top five, so you should expect him to, to be involved in both the run game and the pass game. But Arthur Smith has chosen to, to you know, use the hot hand, as he says. Um, but I, I just really don't get it. But what a, what a game for Josh Dobbs. Again, thrown in a very tough situation. Traded on Wednesday. Comes in, probably not expecting to play a lot today, just still learning the playbooks, getting mental reps. And early in this ball game, he's thrown into the fire. He plays a really fantastic game. I mean, he was 20 for 30 for 158 and uh, had two touchdowns in a game and a rushing touchdown. He used his legs and his arm. People barely even know his name. You know, the fans probably don't, didn't, you know, some of the fans, some of his teammates probably didn't know who he was when he came into a ball game. I'm sure his offensive line, and still getting to know him. Uh, but for him to just be plug and play and come in, help this team get a win, a much-needed win in hostile territory, uh, it's a cool story for him, a guy that keeps getting traded, keeps getting moved around, and doesn't bat an eyelash at it, keeps on keeping on. And I'm I'm proud of that guy. What a game for him. What a cool story. Um, but what are the Falcons doing? I have no idea. They need to get it fixed. Well, Josh Dobbs, this is his third team he's been on since August. He's Kind of looking like your counterpart on Thursday Night Football, Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is his seventh team he's been on early in his career, Richard. And you know what? He's getting things done. I mean, he looked pretty damn good in Arizona, at least for a fill-in quarterback until Kyler Murray got back. You know, he took over for Ryan Tannehill last year with the Titans, gave them some life. And now here he is with comeback win for the Vikings. And they're five and four. I mean, they are in the playoffs if that season ended today. So, you know, I mean, hey, yeah, he's not going to be Kirk Cousins, but at least he gives him a fighter's chance to squeak into the the wild card spot this year, you know, and they got Alexander Madison involved. I mean, I don't know what to expect of the Vikings the rest of the way, but Josh Jobs certainly is a feel-good story for this team right now, especially with the, the terrible news about Kirk Cousins. And, and they play the Saints next week, another very winnable competitive game for them. So that's going to be a measuring stick game for them. Uh, Richard. Let's take her to Vegas, the Raiders. Antonio Pierce playing against his former team, right? He played for the Giants. He right. took over. I mean, what an what an epic downfall in Las Vegas. It brought to you, especially 
by my Detroit Lions after the beatdown on Monday Night Football last week. They fire pretty much everyone. Josh, Dan- Josh McDaniels, get out of town. The GM, get out of town. Jimmy Garoppolo, take a seat. Aiden O'Connell's playing. We're going to introduce Antonio Pierce. You know what this reminds me of, Richard? This reminds me of when the Detroit Lions said, hey, we need to in- inject new life, new blood, some, some motivation into this organization and team. And they sought out a very hungry former player in Dan Campbell with a reputation for biting kneecaps and doing whatever it takes to get a win. The Raiders did not do something very different. They went and got Antonio Pierce, who had some very awkward words to say when he took over the team. But you know what? Hey, he got things done. And they scored more points in the first half than they have in an entire game all year long. Kudos to Antonio Pierce. Richard, this Vegas Raiders team, four and five, still in it. Your thoughts on them going forward the rest of the way? Well, it's exciting. It's exciting. Antonio Pierce, you know, maybe he doesn't give the best public speeches, but who gives a dang? I mean, he's a he's a good coach. He's a guy, a guy that motivates his players, and his players look motivated, especially defensively. You talk about Max Crosby had three sacks, and the way he was talking right after the news broke, he was really excited that Antonio Pierce was going to be the head coach. Um, they ran the ball. They, all of a sudden, Josh Jacobs getting 26 carries and has 98 yeah. yards and two touchdowns. Um, they had balance. And defensively, multiple interceptions. Nate Hobbs, Amik Robertson, um, Amik Robinson. They, they, I mean, they, they, they did a great job. Um, you hate the news for Daniel Jones. Looks like he went down with an ACL early in the game. Um, but really great game, great start for this team. You know, they put their foot on the neck and their foot on the gas and just kept going. And you know, if they can run off a few more wins, I mean, you would hope that that. Uh, they learned their lesson from the last time, Mark Davis, when Rich Basaccia, um took this team to the playoffs, and then they decided to not retain him and to go get Josh McDaniel, which was a mistake. You, you let the hot hand play. You let the guy keep coaching. The guys believe in him. Um, but the Raiders got the Jets on Sunday night football next week. I can't wait to watch that game and see what this team looks like next week. Obviously, they're you know fresh off a nice win, feeling good. The energy in the building is back. Could be cool. Could be special. Well, I want to touch on Max Crosby a little bit. Three sacks in this game. He has looked ever dominant over the last month. I mean, I know friend of the program, Darius Big Play Slay, commented on Twitter the other week, this guy might be the best defensive player in the NFL right now. I know you have an affiliation for Nicholas John Bosa, and TJ Watt is doing his thing. But Richard, where does Max Crosby stack up in the NFL elite's especially at the defensive line, defensive end position, because golly, man, he is on the field all the time and all the time is he making plays. I mean, he has to be up there. Well, you know, I mean, he's arguably the best. He's playing with the best. He, like you said, TJ Watt um, is doing his thing. You know, every week it changes, it fluctuates because there's a lot of great defensive players in the National Football League. Um, but he's playing as good as anybody. You talk about the game. He closed against the Patriots um, with the safety. Uh, this game, he has three sacks and I would guess he's going to continue to play at this pace. And, uh, you know, uh, the whole defense had eight sacks. Raiders defense had eight sacks. I mean, that just sounds like a team that's motivated and excited to play for their new head coach. And, um, hopefully Mark Davis is taking notes because you might've got a guy, you might have one. Well, shout out to Max Crosby, shout out to Antonio Pearson, this defense, because they are this week's Uber eats, almost, almost perfect defense. 
where we highlight the NFL defense that put this put on the week's most dominating performance. That award goes to the Las Vegas Raiders under new coach Antonio Pierce. Like you said, Rich, eight sacks, two interceptions. I mean, Kenny Moore with the Indianapolis Colts with his two pick sixes might have something to say here, but the Raiders are our are, are week's almost, almost perfect defense of the week. And remember, you can order almost, almost anything you want on Uber Eats, the official on-demand partner of the NFL. Go ahead and order now. Richard, Bill Belichick, this hot seat, man. I, I, we got to start talking about it because I know, I know you, you've got a lot of respect for him and I know he's done a hell of a lot for that organization. But when... I mean, come on, how much longer can they take up there in New England, man? They're two and seven right now. And this has been year after year after year recently where they have not done much of anything at all. And they're looking real bad. Well, they just signed him to an extension, Mitch. So he's not going anywhere. There's no hot seat in New England. Regardless, they cannot win another game this season. Bill Belichick will be the head coach the following season. Um, Unless he wants to retire or resign or something like that, that'd be his decision. But the team isn't going to get rid of him. They clearly believe in him. They clearly believe in what he's done and signed to another extension. Mac Jones, I mean, is he the answer at quarterback? They're going to have to figure that out. They're going to have a high draft pick this year. And do they make a change at quarterback? That's a potentially, uh, a, that, that decision has to be made this year. Um, and I'm sure Bill Belichick will have a lot of say-so in that decision. Um, they're 2-7. and seven. Washington looks really solid. They're a solid team. Um, um, Washington's a solid team. Sam Howe is playing really well. Eric Bieniemy has this offense rolling. Sam Howe, another 300-plus yard game, one touchdown. He's through the interception. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the commanders are in the hunt. They're, they're battling every weekend and week out. They're battling. But, I mean, the Patriots are what they are right now. They they, they only have a couple wins, and they have some good wins in their division. They beat the Jets. Um, they beat the Bills. Uh, they almost beat Miami. But outside of their yep. division, they're not having a lot of success. Uh, and I don't think they will. They don't have a ton of talent, uh, and the quarterback isn't playing well. So, uh, I mean, I, you got to think Bill Belichick um, is going to have to make some changes. Usually, if nothing else, the defense is is playing really well under Bill Belichick, regardless if they win or lose and offense is struggling. But they gave up 432 yards, and their offense was 3-for-12 on third down. So that's not winning football. It doesn't sound like a well-coached team, but um, he's not going anywhere. Well, Richard, the one thing I want to talk about before we leave this game, there was a horrendous roughing the passer call, another one of these body weight calls against, I believe it was K.J. Henry, who's subbing in now that that uh, uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat were both traded last week. Like, what gives? I know you're a huge advocate for the defensive positions, everybody, because it seems the NFL is taking away your ability to even make a simple tackle. This was a simple tackle. It was a fumble recovered by the Washington Commanders. And guess what? Flag on the play, 15 yards going the other way in the favor of the Patriots. When does this stop? Because this rule just seems so ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and it's ruining the game. But the NFL, uh, they're ruining the game. The way they're officiating it, the way they're allowing it to be officiated, they aren't correcting it. Obviously, in the playoffs, they're going to call it a lot better, um, hopefully. Uh And that's what's happened every year. Um, but again, it's affecting ball games. It's affecting the, the end goal. It's affecting the, the bottom line of the football games. Um, and it needs to change. There was also a hit in the Carolina uh, Colts game, the Carolina versus Indy game. 
And it was it looked like a clean hit. Um, he the the defensive back dislodged Pittman from the ball, uh, but it was too hard of a hit. Apparently, it was clean. It was it was it wasn't helmet to helmet. It was strike zone. But anytime you hit somebody hard in this league, now it's a flag. And so every defensive player pretty much has to allow the receiver to catch the ball or or just try to bat it away. You can't be physical anymore without getting fined or 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 getting a bad flag. And so. It's it, it needs to be changed. It needs to be corrected. But I don't think the league is. They 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 keep harping that it's player safety. But at the end of the day, these uh, some of these things need to be reviewable. Needs to be uh, so that guys can have an opportunity to do their jobs at a high level. Because all these are are normal routine plays. That was a routine sack. That should have been a sack. And um, you could have lost this team the ball game because of a bad call. And that's not what you want. Even in the the Philadelphia Eagles Dallas game, um, there were so many. Um, there was a PI on Gilmore that wasn't a PI. There wasn't, it wasn't a chest that and he covered the guy really well. The ball went out of bounds and they called pass interference. It was a bad call. And then they pick up a flag for hands to the face that shouldn't have been picked up. It's just, it, it's too subjective. It's too subjective. Every week it's something, it's another subjective call being made. And I hate it. It's ruining the game. But, you know, until they make a change, it's what we got to deal with. Well, Richard, I will let you sign us off for the week. I must say, before we leave, this is kind of one of those weird weeks where every game seemed to have like a backup quarterback playing. I thought we were watching some preseason games out there with the names we were seeing playing. But Richard, I will let you conclude this week's recap. Go ahead and sign us off. Well, welcome. This, is, this has been another week of the Richard Sherman Podcast. We appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you sticking with us. This was a weird week, another weird week in the NFL. We got a great game tonight with the Bengals and Buffalo. Um, can't wait to watch that, but appreciate you joining. Hit that sub button if you're new. Check us out next week. We're going to have another special guest this Tuesday, and you know we're going to have the recap next Sunday. Stick with us. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kids' peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.